0: Sunlight series the Jetsons
1: welcome to knickknack news i'm anthony
0: and i'm alex and my first story today is science news this is from inverse.com Safe drinking water is not a reality for over 2 billion people across the world. Scientists have been working to solve this problem for decades, and while some solutions have found success in effectively cleaning water, those energy-heavy solutions can be hard to implement in communities without a stable electric grid. Now, a team of scientists from Australia and China have proposed a sustainable solution that relies on just sunlight to jumpstart the filtration process instead of heat or electricity. It's a sunlight-powered desalination technique whoa (laughs) it's it's just okay this is so cool like it's so cool like i can't even i'm just well i'm gonna explain what it is how it works but it's it's so cool all right so using sunlight along with a super porous material used to suck up salt from brackish salty water researchers were able to sustainably create clean drinking water that was actually even cleaner than the world health organization's official guidelines
1: All right. Extra credit, I guess.
0: So (laughs) uh, their findings were published on Monday in the journal Nature Sustainability. So how exactly does it work? The study's lead author, Huan Ting Wang, a professor of chemical engineering at Monash University in Australia, says that his team's approach makes use of the planet's most abundant resource, which is sunlight. But while sunlight is an important part of this process, the other key player is the special material that researchers chose to use for salt absorption. Absorption. This material is a type of metal compound that is composed of metal ions configured into a crystalline pattern. Because of its unique crystalline structure, the compound is incredibly porous, like way more porous than, like, normally (laughs) porous materials. Way more (laughs) porous
1: than any business being. This material is so porous, you can't stand it.
0: It has, okay, just wait till you hear this. It has so many nooks and crevices uh, within it that its overall surface area is actually the largest per unit measure of any known material. It's so large that scientists estimate the entire area of a football field could fit within a single teaspoon of this material. Like that's how much surface area it has. It's, Doesn't that make like no sense? That makes, like I
1: just that, can't- my brain just broke in half, <laughs> and not in the good like not in, down the middle. It was some weird configuration. But what?
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's it's a a crystalline structure that is somehow has enough surfaces in it. Uh huh. That like there's just a million surfaces in this like small, I don't know how to explain this. There's so many surfaces in this I small get, area yeah. that like.
1: I think I get what it's saying, but also what? I,
0: <laughs> I know, right? Okay. I don't, but that's what they said. All right. So, um, okay. So I actually looked up, I, I went and actually looked up the actual published article because this this news article never like named this material. And I was like, why are they not like naming it? Like, what is it? I went and looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's why," because <laughs> it's a polyspiropyran acrylic functionalized metal organic framework, or PSPMOF for short. So
1: they didn't even think of a good so name for they it. They
0: didn't even know. They called it PSPMOF.
1: <laughs> PlayStation Portable MOF. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Um,
0: so. After testing this material on both natural salt water and synthetic salt water, they found that the compound was able to absorb enough salt in 30 minutes to create nearly 40 gallons of fresh drinking water with a single kilogram of the material used for that.
1: All right. Um, Which
0: is so,
1: like 20 football fields or something. I don't know.
0: It's Maybe wait, even, probably even more than that. A teaspoon is a football
1: field. Yeah, so it's probably way, way more than that.
0: Yeah, but. We don't know about the volume. Yeah,
1: actually, we don't wait, know. The... Wait, a
0: teaspoon is a volume. But how much is a kilogram? We yeah, don't know. we
1: don't know the density.
0: We don't know. Yeah. I think. It's probably pretty dense.
1: It's probably pretty dense. If it's like a crystal structure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're, just, we're just speculating here. Yeah. Um, so the initial absorption is done in the dark, but then a four-minute exposure to sunlight causes the material to release its collected salt and begin the absorption process again. So that's where the sunlight comes in. So, like, okay. it, it activates, like, a refresh, basically. Where does uh, the salt go? Back into the water. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just dumps it in the water. It's like,
1: oh, wait, what what were we going for here?
0: <laughs> I guess in another water that is off to the side that's the salty water. I don't know what yeah. the actual logistics of it is. But okay. So in addition to helping provide a sustainable solution to creating clean drinking water for communities with poor energy infrastructure, the researchers also say that this approach could be repurposed in the future for the absorption of other compounds and minerals, creating a sustainable solution for mineral mining as well. Um, And then what what has to happen next basically is just like getting this out of a lab situation and actually like into some type of deployable solution for this. So yeah, I thought that was super cool and i had a little extra time and i actually did extra research and apparently this idea of like removing contaminants from stuff using photoactivated materials like this is a, like a trending topic right now like there's a bunch of papers about like that type of idea and trying to use it for like filtration of, for, of different things so okay huh all
1: right so it's like the idea is the fil- it's filtering it because like this lattice structure provides like essentially, it's it, it's like porous on an extremely microscopic scale, so like the only thing that can pass through it is water molecules, like or is yeah, it Yeah,
0: I didn't it, I didn't go into a lot of detail about that. It just seemed like almost like it catches the salt.
1: So you like run the water over it and yeah. it like pulls the salt out?
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like almost it didn't exactly say it this way, but what I understood from reading more of like the details was it was like a filter almost.
1: But the water's not passing through it. Or but is it's it? like
0: they didn't exactly specify that, but I kind of imagined it that way. Like, I need a video. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't have any. <laughs> that's,
1: that's clearly. I need well, a video. They had a
0: photo of how it works, but it wasn't like. Like I think that they would run water through this thing, and the salt would go in there, and fresh water would come out. Okay. I think that that's what. At least I was imagining, or even if they were like circulating it or something in a tub or something like that, where the material was in there, the salt would just get caught in there, and then they remove the thing, use the sun to like refresh it or whatever yeah. and then put back. All right. So.
1: I don't understand it, but it sounds super <laughs> cool.
0: I was super into it. I was like, this <laughs> sounds like the solution to the, all the world's problems with drinking water. With drinking
1: water specifically. With drinking
0: water. Only that. Yeah. It's only one problem. There's plenty of other problems, but.
1: There's a, there's a couple. My first story is Space News. This is from CNN. Dwarf Planet series is an ocean world with salty water under the surface, NASA mission finds. So this is this, such
0: a fitting. It
1: actually, yeah, I kind of wow. didn't even realize until I was reading it, until the, literally the words <laughs> were coming out of my mouth.
0: This is so I was perfect. Like, Wait
1: a second. We just talked about salty water. Um, but yeah, this is about salty water in space. I guess technically all salty water is in space. Not important. <laughs> Ceres is a dwarf planet and the largest known object in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. And now we know it may be an ocean world with intriguing geologic activity taking place on and just below its surface, according to a suite of seven new studies published oh. on Monday in the journals Nature Astronomy, Nature Geoscience, and Nature Communications.
0: Wow. we got a threefer there. Yeah. With
1: journals, with a bunch of studies. Um, between 2011 and 2018, NASA's Dawn mission embarked on a 4.3 billion-mile journey to two of the largest objects in our solar system's main asteroid belt, Ceres and Vesta. Uh, Ceres is about 592 miles across, which is about 14 times smaller than Pluto. So it's it's large, but mm. also
0: quite small <laughs> in
1: the grand <laughs> scheme of things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, during its orbit of Ceres, Dawn was focused on the 57-mile-wide ossiter crater a 22 million year old feature that appeared to showcase bright spots Hmm. these eye-catching characteristics were discovered to be sodium carbonate or a compound including oxygen carbon and sodium which uh, but it's unclear how those bright spots came to be on the crater until now (laughs) (laughs) data from the end of dawn's mission revealed an extensive and slushy reservoir of salty liquid beneath the crater uh, the reservoir runs 25 miles deep and extends out for hundreds of miles.
0: Whoa. So it's this, just
1: pretty much the subsurface ocean um, on this planet. Wow. Oh, well, dwarf planet. Got to clarify. Um, when the impact that created the crater struck Ceres, it may have allowed the reservoir to deposit bright salts visible in the crater by fracturing the planet's crust. So basically, it hits uh, whatever hit it, hit it, cracked the surface, Water came out and deposited salt on the surface, and that's what caused these, like, bright spots that, that they were seeing. That
0: would make sense. Which makes
1: perfect sense, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so they actually got data now <laughs> to back wow. that up. Uh, the measurements taken by Dawn showed water was still present, suggesting that the activity on Ceres was not just due to the melting that would have occurred when the impact happened, which, yeah, I guess you could could have written that off. Like when it hit, it just heated something up that liquefied and like revealed these salts or something. I don't oh, know. Um, oh, yeah. But I the guess. that's not what happened. <laughs> they, they believe this water is still there, and brine might actually still be rising to the surface of the crater, and that salty liquid could still exist inside of Ceres. So they think that this is still present, essentially. Okay. Um, there are also mounds and hills visible in the crater, likely created when flows of water froze in place, suggesting geologic activity on Ceres as well. Uh, these conical hills are similar to a, a phenomenon called pingos on Earth, which is a fun word.
0: Pingos?
1: Pingos, P-I-N-G-O-S.
0: Never heard of that before. Pingo
1: was their name Uh <sighs> which are small mountains made out of ice found in polar regions. Um, although features like this have been found on Mars, it's the first time they've been spotted on a dwarf planet. And they, again, just kind of hint at this geologic activity. Um, so these structures and the water that pushes up through fractures in the crater revealed that Ceres actually experiences cryovolcanic activity or ice volcanoes. Uh, this started around 9 million years ago and is likely still going on today. Hmm. Uh and while we've witnessed this kind of thing on icy moons in the outer solar system, this is the first time we've ever seen it on a dwarf planet or asteroid in the asteroid belt, which we kind of assumed were all waterless and inactive. So Ceres is like one of a kind. It's the only place that's got these things and that we know of.
0: So obviously what we used to think nothing I'm did. So hearing yeah, is. Mm-hmm. Now that we have a desalination technique, yes. we can just go to Ceres, uh-huh. set up habitats, mm-hmm. and just harvest the water and desalinate it. And then we'll have a water source, and we could live there, and we could make a Ceres resort. Like the moon resort, except on Ceres.
1: If we also had somewhere to put food and like other things. not <laughs> If humans could survive on water alone, then we'd be set. <laughs> I think. If I'm understanding this correctly. They also described it as slushy. So I don't know if it's like, it might be, it might be beyond the capabilities of this filtration Mm. system (laughs) if it's like partially rock. I will
0: have to give this more thought. (laughs) I'll make it work. (laughs) I believe in you. Yeah. We've got a, we've
1: got an unexpected ocean world in the middle of the asteroid belt.
0: That is super cool, though. I mean, yeah, that's not like common. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's it's unprecedented, I believe. So, and yeah, just something we kind of weren't expecting to happen. And just goes to show, there's even in our own solar system, there's so much we don't understand. Yeah, there's so much beyond our solar system that we haven't even begun to comprehend. So, yep, Earth is tiny, and there's so there's so much more. I don't know where I'm going and with we'll, this, but I feel very small right now.
0: <laughs> okay, my next story is food news. This is from foodandwine.com. The headline is, Coca-Cola debuts new coffee-infused soda in three flavors. What? <laughs> There's more coffee-flavored <laughs> stuff. I was so excited. I guess
1: that's not surprising, but I mean, this I've, is.
0: I I'm less excited about this than i was about the cereal but so remember when we talked about the uh dunkin donuts coffee cereal you
1: mean was that last week
0: i think so i don't know i don't time, time is, is not a thing anymore it's, no point <laughs> i don't remember if so. it was last week or two weeks ago <laughs> well i was like i was very excited about that i'm slightly less excited about this but still excited because i love coffee so um coca-cola announced its latest offering in the u.s last week Coca-Cola with coffee. Each 12-ounce can is infused with Brazilian coffee and packs 69 milligrams of caffeine, which is double the amount, or about double the amount of a typical can of Coke. The new beverage claims to have the same taste of a classic Coke, but with a hint of coffee flavor. And there's three varieties. Vanilla, caramel, and dark. Oh. "Oh, Mysterious. All right. (laughs) uh, this isn't Coca-Cola's first coffee-infused beverage. Last year they launched a soda coffee hybrid in 25 countries, not the US, with major success, apparently. Hmm. Um, but unfortunately, this new drink won't be available nationwide until January of 2021, unless you're a part of the Coca-Cola's Insider Club. How will... do you even
1: how do you I become don't know. part of that?
0: I don't know. Uh. But like, what? <laughs> do I want to sign up for this? I was like, I want to sign up for this. And then I was like, wait. What is this? <laughs> and I didn't look that up, but apparently if you're a Coca-Cola Insider Club member, you can get like access to these drinks like ahead of time.
1: Okay. So you think you're better than me? Whatever. Not you, but I mean, you.
0: you <laughs> okay, so you're listening to this right now, and you're part of the Coca-Cola Insiders Club. Can you like let us know what that means and what that is? Can you I'm get us really into curious. the club?
1: or do we... Is it one it's of those clubs that, that you to need to like...
0: <laughs> You need to, like, have a referral. Like, you need to know someone inside the club to get into the club. I hope not.
1: Do you need, like, a character reference?
0: (laughs) Do you need, like, a letter of recommendation? I'm good with Excel. How long have you been... (laughs) Do you need to, like, tell them how long you've been drinking Coca-Cola products for you to, like, be in the Insiders Club?
1: Too long. (laughs) (laughs) Because Anthony
0: and I have both been drinking them for a long time, Uh so we would probably qualify.
1: My next story is technology news. This is from The Verge. Xiaomi's see-through OLED TV is a transparent attempt at attention, and it's working. (laughs) Some editorializing in that headline there, but... um, Yes, uh, the MyTV Lux OLED Transparent Edition is a new product announced as part of the, I guess, electronics company Xiaomi's 10th anniversary celebration. That's right, it's a television with a transparent screen. And if you're wondering, how does that work? I'm not going to be able to tell you that.
0: (laughs) But that was my question. But
1: I can try. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So the TV is able to be transparent, partly due to the fact that um, all of the inner workings are in a circular base instead of behind the display, like a lot of modern TVs. Obviously, though, that's not enough. Um, The more important part is that the screen utilizes... Transparent OLED technology, which they've helpfully abbreviated as TOLED, (laughs) is very. It's just very good. Um,
0: Why? Just no. Yeah. Just okay.
1: So TOLED screens use transparent components all the way through the stack that makes up the screen, with no need for backlighting, since each diode emits its own light, Um, which means that images can look like they're floating on the screen, in like uh, with like nothing. And just you'll just see what's behind the TV,
0: but it's like a, it's like glass. But it's yeah, right?
1: Yeah. So when it's off, um, it looks like a glass. Like a, it's a fifty-five inch transparent TV that looks like a glass display when it's off. Okay. Um, when it's on, it has a one hundred and twenty hertz refresh rate, one millisecond response time, uh, one hundred fifty thousand to one contrast ratio, and has ninety three percent of the DCI P three color profile, which means nothing to me. But if you know TVs. <laughs> That sounds I don't know like what a lot of really, of that, that sounds like some good, some high numbers, some low numbers, all the numbers you <laughs> want for your TV. Um, yeah.
0: Wow. But yeah, that was a number. Okay. All of
1: this, the, so like it's, it apparently works. <laughs> uh, it's not really clear though what kind of media this TV is suited for because like what's the point of a transparent TV when like your content's going to take up the whole screen anyway? Like there's no point in being able to see through it. Um, it sounded like they have some kind of AI that can like separate objects from it, their backgrounds, but like you don't really what? want that what for a television show, right? Like, of what this? is? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's the that's point what we're thinking. Right. Like, the, the the point is there is no point.
0: <laughs> I'm my my brain is just trying to find a reason why somebody would like want one of these versus a normal TV. Maybe if you had a layout in your house where you wanted the TV to be, like, in the, in the middle, middle of a room so you, or something. But you something? could still
1: have line of sight through it.
0: Then you could have it off and still see through it, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> There's it There's looks... only
1: still images of, like, still promotional images of it in the article, so oh. I, like, without a video, I don't understand were any necessarily of... what it would look like. And
0: Were any of those still images, that they just weren't really, like...
1: They looked like, they were promotional images. Okay. It, looked, it was not clear if they were real. Okay. <laughs> so, um... And it also, oh, it also costs $7,200. Oh, so, wow.
0: You know. Can, can you watch it from both sides?
1: I don't know. That, I sh- that's, that a really, might be that's a really good question. <laughs> like, can you, you see could a mirror version of it on the other side? Yeah. That and is then, an interesting point. They did not bring that up, but yeah. <laughs>
0: maybe you could I imagine have, like, you could. <laughs> you have, like, it, okay, I'm just imagining, like, somebody's house. They have, like, an open floor plan, and you have, like, a, a tv that you can see from both sides and like a circle couch or something and you could just sit on either side of it and still watch the tv yeah
1: it'd Whoa. be weird because you'd also <laughs> be kind of like staring at the other person on the other side of the tv watching it. yeah and yeah I, I don't know i don't know if the way the technology works too if like the back would be not transparent, you probably can't like
0: do that with this yeah the chances of that being true is probably very slim but yeah. that would be kind of the cool.
1: chances of this being real are, are already kind of <laughs> like a little shaky uh if it wasn't like a re- relatively reputable source like the cert Sur- or the not the cert Sur- the verge yeah. uh, i wouldn't have even brought it but it seems like it sounds <laughs> it intriguing. interesting i want to see it in motion like that's all i yeah. that's all i really want and like the idea of like a floating object on a transparent screen with like no background sounds kind of cool yeah practically useless and very sci-fi
0: okay my next story is random local news this is from wusa9.com
1: that's local
0: (laughs) yep the headline is jetson bill will allow flying cars to drive to drive on new hampshire roadways this is real
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Driving a flying car just became a bit easier for New Hampshire residents.
1: Just as soon as we invent them, we'll be ready to go. (laughs) Um,
0: Last week, Governor Chris Sununu, also that's actually the governor's name.
1: That's an amazing name. Um, (laughs) I think he was on (laughs) Teletubbies. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. That rings a bell. Um, Signed a bill nicknamed the Jetson Bill. After the animated sitcom The Jetsons, Uh if you're too young to know what that is, that's an old television show about, like, a family that lived many years in the future and went around in a flying car. And anytime flying vehicles are thought of, people think of The Jetsons. Yep. Okay.
1: Also, it must be nice being so young.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that show was, like, we weren't really—it wasn't, like, on when, like, we were kids. No, I I don't think
1: we were alive when it, like, was actually
0: airing. Yeah, like, it was before our time, I think, but— Anyway, <laughs> um, so this legislation allows roadable aircraft to drive on state roads, so um, you're not going to be allowed to take off from the road okay. or, like, fly above the road. You can just drive a flying car on the road.
1: So you could... It's so
0: the point is, what? like, you could drive from your home to the airport <laughs> legally. Uh-huh. That's the point of it.
1: Why wouldn't you have been able to do that before? It's like it's it's still a car when it's on the ground, right? I don't
0: know. Apparently they needed to, like, pass a law to make that okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. And then um, to be able to fly a flying car, you'd have to get permission from the Federal Aviation Administration, and that's not
1: a thing, a yet. thing yet. I mean, the and Federal Aviation I Administration mean, a thing. I mean, that's a thing. But,
0: <laughs> but permission for flying right. cars is yeah, not a thing. Yeah, the process
1: for getting licensed and, is not um, a thing yet.
0: This article also mentioned that um, part of the reason why this was like prioritized right now is because there's like, <laughs> yeah. which is like, why? Like, who's caring about things. this? Yeah. Um, well, it's because there's like three different companies that are like developing flying cars right now, and they're like trying to like get legislation done ahead of time so that when finally when they actually release stuff that people can just like use it, and it won't be like, oh, this is released, but you can't actually like go anywhere with it. Yeah, I
1: guess. That and makes then I'm just sense. like,
0: okay. But sounds also- like. Yeah, I know. It's just like, really? But mm, also, is really, that really what really, we need to be focusing really, on right
1: now? I don't, I mean...
0: Without getting too much into politics, really? Really? Really?
1: <laughs> There's some stuff happening. <laughs> There's
0: kind of a lot of stuff happening. Is this our priority right now? Is this, <laughs> is this what we want to work on? So, um, flying cars. Yeah. They're, yep. the,
1: not, the ro- the, not interested. The, <laughs> the ro- <laughs> gonna throw that out there, too. The road not is, interested. <laughs> the
0: road is being paved for flying cars, yeah. pun intended. Ugh.
1: God. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I had to. My next story is also random local news. This is from Mashable. Last Blockbuster store is now on Airbnb for a nostalgic 90s sleepover.
0: You can rent it on Airbnb? That is such a genius idea. But
1: don't get too excited. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Man. Wow, you're, you really got your hopes up there, and I feel bad now, because <laughs> oh, I'm about to no. just, like...
0: Are you about to, like, crush them into the ground? A
1: little bit, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so the last blockbuster in existence is now on Airbnb and is available to rent. Uh, you've got to be located in Deschutes County, where the last ever blockbuster is currently located, in Bend, Oregon. Oh. So, yeah, they're not, they're not welcoming people from out of town, which, at this time, probably a good place. Oh,
0: well, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense.
1: But uh we've talked we've talked about this blockbuster multiple times before on this show. <laughs> yes, I think it's yeah. always me that brings it. <laughs> yeah. I I'm fascinated by its ex- continued existence. Uh Sandy Harding, the store's manager, is offering three one night reservations in September <laughs> as a way to thank her local community. Uh Deschutes wow. County residents can reserve a stay starting August 17th for just four dollars on September 18th, 19th, or 20th. Oh. Wow. And that's just a penny more than a movie rental. <laughs> Apparently, they're charging three ninety nine to rent a movie, which is so funny to me. Um, <laughs> guests will have the entire place to themselves. It will be cleaned thoroughly, and the candy is up for grabs. So they're just going to have okay, like an that open sounds snack. So
0: fun! It sounds huh?
1: really fun. Um, so here's the here's an excerpt from the uh, the description on the listing. Uh, whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch we've created the perfect space complete with a pull-out couch, bean bags and pillows for you to cozy up with new releases from the 90s crack open a 2 liter of pepsi before locking into a video game, charging your future in a game of mash or watching movie after movie so they're like just encouraging all these like 90s themed activities and there's like a pull-out couch you can sleep on and bean bags and i'll show you a picture too they've got it's a really nice little setup they have
0: I want to go do something like this. It looks so
1: fun. Um, And the Blockbuster, a little history, even though we've talked about this place a million times, the Blockbuster in Bend uh, became the last of its kind after outposts in Alaska and Australia finally shut down. It has remained open during the pandemic with lots of extra disinfecting and curbside pickup. So, yeah.
0: That's good. I offer my emotional support to that Blockbuster, (laughs) I guess. From across the country. Look at this setup. Whoa!
1: Isn't that fun?
0: It looks like a '90s living room, too.
1: Exactly. They like (laughs) really went all out. I don't know if that's already like that was already a feature of the store or something like the space, but
0: that's such a fun idea. I
1: I love people that are like
0: creative with like just I don't know, just creative business mean, Even though obviously they're they're not trying to like you know make a ton of money off that but like it's a really creative thing to do yeah it's
1: it's 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 a neat neat way to stay relevant i mean at this point there's such a tourist attraction i'm sure that it's probably enough to keep them going yeah um and they're probably missing out on tourism right now so this is a neat way to right to just drum up interest
0: all right it's time for breaking news the part of the show where anthony and i look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly bingo ready set
1: Go! go
0: Okay, so my thing is not actually a breaking news that I found. It's just <gasps> something I decided to talk about. I'm cheating.
1: Oh, <laughs> Alex, you've betrayed breaking news. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> um. So I, or, uh, yeah, I think it was me. I brought a story a few weeks ago <laughs> about um, <laughs> uh, Midnight Sun being released. I don't remember when that was, but. Yeah, I don't think it was me. It, yeah, I think it was me. Um, Don't remember exactly when that was that we talked about that, because, again, time is not thing anymore um, but uh it was released this month it was released on august 4th and i got the book on kindle last week and i've it's over 600 pages long and i'm almost done with it already and i wanted to talk about my thoughts on this book because it's something that is trending even for people our age that are not teenagers anymore right um, but uh yeah it's actually it's pretty good like my okay i looked at some other people's reviews of it now and The reviews are very mixed, which is probably to be expected. Yeah. Um, Because it's basically just the same... It's the the first Twilight book, but rewritten from the guy's perspective, Uh or the the vampire's perspective, basically. So, like, (laughs) I... Was hoping that it would not just be, like, literally the exact same things, but just, like, from the other person. And it's not. Like, there's extra content in it because there's, you know, times when, like, the two people, they're not together. And so you see, like, what he's doing during that time and stuff. Uh-huh. So, like, I appreciated that. I thought there's, like, extra con- there's extra content and there's, like, new parts of the story that, like, you didn't know. And Yeah, it's a I fun thought,
1: idea for sure.
0: Yeah. Like, I thought she did a good job of, like, adding that stuff in. But at the same time, though, like there also are parts where it's like literally the exact same conversation from the first book. And it's kind of like, did you have to like go into this much detail again? Like you could have like kind of skipped over certain things that people already know. Um, But but I guess it's
1: like, they wouldn't have a different conversation from his point of view. So I I don't know how you get around that. I I guess you just don't do the the whole conversation. You don't do the whole conversation
0: or you like skip certain parts of it. Maybe, I don't know, but I, I have not minded. I didn't quite finish it yet. I was hoping to finish it before we recorded. But I'm almost done with it. And so far, I enjoyed it. And then I went and looked at the reviews. And some people are saying, like, yeah, it's, you know, what we expected. It's good. And then some people are saying, like, it's actually really boring because it's the same story <laughs> right. over you again. You already know everything And that's you already gonna know happen. what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm glad that she released it because...
1: Is there, like, additional story from before they meet, too? Is that...
0: Part um, of it,
1: or is it just
0: not pretty close really. to really? it's pretty close to the same timeline, but you do there's like flashbacks though of like other parts of his life, basically uh-huh. that you learn about so that part that's kind of what I'm talking about like extra content. it's like right oh, this happened, then he's like thinking about things in his past and stuff so so kind of yeah, if, if, from that perspective, you do learn about all these details of stuff that happened mm-hmm. um that you know the other books never like went into so. I don't know. All right. I think it's pretty good. If you are a Twilight fan or you used to be a Twilight fan, I'd recommend it. I mean, there are some criticisms of this story that are, like, totally legitimate, but just from a, like, don't read too much into this, it's just a fictional, like... Yeah,
1: and also I'm sure it's very like, nostalgic for a lot of people, too, to, like, be going back to that story.
0: Yeah, and especially, like, I don't know, now when people are just kind of like, yeah, oh...
1: I, don't know, I feel like people are that really was, craving nostalgia right now, just in general.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I don't know why exactly, but it's just...
1: Comfort? Familiarity? <laughs> probably, I don't know.
0: Yeah, just because everything's different. Things have brought us probably, joy. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some psychological reasons behind that, because I don't know. I, I, I fa- I'm falling into that a little bit, and I don't know why it's like kind of an unconscious thing. But anyway, yep. yes, if you used to be a Twilight fan, I'd say, yeah, it's worth reading. I liked it.
1: All right. Well, I did not betray my oath to breaking news... <laughs>
0: No, and I found this. I found
1: this story on UPI, <laughs> <laughs> which is where I find all my breakings. Uh, <laughs> mosquito flag is out of the running for Mississippi's new state flag.
0: <laughs> so Mississippi's trying to get a new state flag. Yeah, Mississi- like-
1: Mississippi's getting rid of their old flag. Okay, because it had some kind of negative ties. Oh, okay. Um, and now. <laughs> Uh, there was an accident on the, uh, the website that was displaying a gallery kind of, of like all of the proposed flag redesigns. Okay. And they, like, they were all entered, I guess, by hand and like by number and they accidentally put in the wrong number. And that was for a flag that bears a giant mosquito (laughs) on it, (laughs) which I think is a great option personally.
0: I think that's a great option too. Like but,
1: were yeah. there votes
0: on this website? Like were people voting? No, I, I don't, <laughs> oh. it
1: doesn't sound like it's of like an open vote okay. thing. Um, there's like a flag that's commission. probably
0: for the best. <laughs>
1: They've narrowed it down to 147 designs oh, wow. in, in round two. So I don't know what round one looked like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a variation on something apparently called the hospitality flag, which I've never heard of as like <laughs> a concept, but Um, it's this with, it's like a giant mosquito in the middle of a ring of stars.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but yeah, it was just an accident. It was a typo. Uh, they accidentally (laughs) put, put in the wrong flag number and it will be removed from consideration. (laughs) Um, but they're expected to choose a final design, uh, by September 2nd and then voters will decide in the general election in November, um, whether they will adopt this new flag. So. I guess voters just get a yay or an A. They don't actually get to to narrow down this election. But it won't be a mosquito, which is kind of sad.
0: In my mind... Like, what you just showed me, it actually that looks, like, nicer than what I was envisioning. Like, by yeah, nicer, actually, I mean, like, it's actually, like, art. Like, right, they actually reason, put
1: some thought into it, I feel in like. In
0: my mind, I was thinking, like, this, like, pencil drawing of a mosquito <laughs> for some reason. Like, that somebody just, like, jotted on a It's like a, a three-year-old year old right. just, like, scribbling <laughs> with the
1: crayons. Like, mosquito. I don't know why,
0: why that was what my mind was thinking, but... Yeah,
1: and if and if uh, if the vote's unsuccessful, they will select again, and another vote will be held next <laughs> November. So, oh, hopefully, they they just go for it because that's a lo- that's a long time.
0: Sometime, yeah. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description.
1: You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash news
0: And on Twitter at, at news. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.